This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, my little ducklings. This week, we're going to be talking about two of my favorite subjects, money and boobs, baby, money and boobs, financial independence and body image issues. We're going to be talking about all that. But before we get into it, let's do our mantra, right? Oh, actually, that's right. We stopped doing mantras. We're just doing relaxation breathing. So let's get comfy. Let's roll our shoulders back. Undo that bra. Speaking of boobs, let the girls out. I don't care if you're at your desk. Get them out. We're free boobing it all summer. Okay. All right, so roll your shoulders back and we're gonna take a deep breath in through the nose. We hold it for a few counts and then we exhale. Here we go, in through the nose. And out through the mouth, oh yeah. One more time, in through the nose. And out through the mouth, oh that's so nice. Oh, that's so nice. Now. We've got something special coming up for you next week. We've got Evil Week, Cruel Summer Edition. I know that Evil Week is so much fun. It's hard only to do it once a year. So I thought, you know what? Why not now? It's hot. We're all feeling frisky. We're out of quarantine. Life is back to normal, mostly. You know, it is in Montana. And we are just ready to have not just a hot girl summer, a fuck girl summer. I'm not a fuck boy. I'm a fuck girl. And I'm going to destroy fuckboys. I'm going to eat them for lunch. So during Evil Week, we're going to talk about how to have a hot girl, fuck girl summer. We're going to do videos on, let's see, how to steal a guy away from a girl, even if it's just for sport. If you just kind of want to be an asshole and break people up. I mean, look, it's called Evil Week, okay? 
It's not an ironic title. So we've got a whole bunch of really sort of sinister stuff cooking up, but it's not going to be quite as evil as the stuff we talk about during Halloween when we do our proper evil week. But that's okay. A little evil still goes a long way. I say this because the key to having the hot girl summer is unbothered, right? I am having my own incredible fuck girl summer right now. I am just, I am on like a rampage. It's, yeah. I'm on a rampage and I realize it's all going to come crashing down and I'm going to get caught in like my own web of sexual lies and deviancy. But until I do, it's really fun. And I bring this up. First of all, go ahead and subscribe to me on Flays. That's where the majority of Evil Week is going to be. The link is right here in the show notes. We're going to put some videos on YouTube, but the majority, the really good stuff is going to be on Flays because YouTube demonetizes it. And like, I wouldn't want you guys to go to work for free, and I'm sure you don't want me to do that either. So we got to move it to a platform where we can be truly evil and nasty. And also, like, so many people who hate me and make hate videos about me, they reference Evil Week. It's like, well, bitch, you're going to pay to watch it, honey. But it's only $5 a month. You get access to a whole bunch of really fun stuff. Also, like I said, the Hot Girl Summer is about independence. It's It's about being free and unbothered. So both of our subjects that we're going to talk about today kind of tie into that. Money and body image. Because... It's, those are like the two things that bother us the most. And if we can get a grip on independence in those categories, truly so much opens up to us. Okay. So I want to read you this very first question. Now, as usual, this comes from the Shalligator Reddit thread, and there's now 3.3 thousand of you guys on here. I just, ugh, I just love this. Head over to Reddit slash Shalligators to join. And you guys post like your own advice and funny things and rants and emotional stuff and you just all collab is just fantastic. Okay. So the Shalligator said, I watched Shallon's new video about Billie Eilish and embracing your sexuality. And I have a question. I'm a teen girl and I have small boobs, which society tells you makes you less of a woman. And recently some boys who are honestly the biggest dim-witted fouls, unmitigated cowards. Oh, I love her at my school made comments calling me a boy because of my lack of resources. I consider myself a pretty confident person. I've watched all of Shallon's videos about confidence and worked on myself. So in conclusion, my question is, how can I feel confident and not affected by such comments? And how can I be confident when society tells you, actually, you don't deserve it? Technically, I just want advice on how to be confident, okay, with having like non-existent boobs and how to feel sexy and worthy with my small babes. I think it's so funny, not funny, it's tragic that she asked this because it's tragic that this is happening. And it's tragic that this has been happening like since the dawn of time. Like I will never forget Tanner Toby. I'm gonna call out your whole fucking name. Tanner Toby, when I was in seventh grade, maybe eighth, called me bug bite breasts because because I didn't have any boobs. Maybe because I was 12, I was like a child. And I didn't hear him at first. I was like, what? And he's like, bug bite breasts. Oh, Tanner, you know, Tanner, 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 Toby, be careful who you make fun of because they just might grow up to be a YouTuber and you might grow up to have three DUIs and work at a gas station. Funny how life turns out, but it actually is perfectly on par. Like quality guys, guys who go on to do amazing things. They never acted like that. And this is one thing I've learned as I've grown up. Like, if you're a douche at 26, you were a douche at 16. If you are a horrible, like she said, unmitigated coward at 13, you're pretty much like that forever. I mean, yes, yes, people grow and they learn from their mistakes. And of course, you know, we all do things that we're not particularly proud of. But when we do it 
I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't think we say stuff like that to people. I really don't. And if we do, we do it maybe like once. And we, as soon as the word leave our mouth, you know, we're like, oh God, why did I just say that? We feel bad about it immediately. It's not our pattern of behavior. I'm meeting people here in Montana in this small town who have like a very bad reputation for being complete bitches in high school. Actually, the word people are using is cunts. Like they were cunts. And they basically still are because you learn that if that behavior is acceptable, if you can get away with it, well, why would you stop? You grow up. Girls grow up. We realize lessons on our own because we are, I believe, hardwired to do better, be better, level up, you know, in, in a way, if you want to look at it from like an evolutionary biology standpoint, it's like, okay, we're leveling up to be a parent, you know, hey, I'm going to be this caregiver. I'm going to be this nurturer. What can I teach this child? I want to make sure I know the lessons too. But, you know, not everybody. Men level up when they have to. When someone breaks their heart, when someone fires them, when they hit a rock bottom, when someone walks away. I don't see a lot of guys taking a lot of learning upon themselves for no reason. And the ones who do, you grab a hold of those men and you never let them go. Those are the quality men. And truly, you can just separate society thusly. People who want to be better and people who don't. But I digress. We're not talking about that. We're talking about tits, right? We're going to go back to tits. So yeah, I have been waiting for the breast fairy to visit me like forever. And I have this complex that I'm flat chested. And it's funny because my friends here in Montana, like it's summer, we're out of my pool, blah, blah, blah. They're always like, oh, Shalyn's got the best tits in the world. She's like got the best boobs aside of the Rockies. And I'm like, these? They're like biscuits. I'm a 36B. You know, nothing, no great shakes. They're not huge, but I can dress them up, dress them down. You get them in a push up, they look a lot bigger. Get a little softy bra, they flatten out. But they're like, oh, Shallon, like, they're, they're incredible. And I'm like, can you, can you please tell me why? I, I need this. <laughs> they're like, well, they're perky and they're symmetrical and they're, you know, they're just, they got a good shape. And I'm like, but they're not big. And my friends, and not, I don't mean just girlfriends. I mean, guy friends. They're like big. Well, okay. Yeah, big. My mom would say this to me all the time when I was young. Because I was like, I want big boobs. Because when you're young, sexiness is exclusively, exclusively defined as boobs. That's it. It's not, it's not even butt. Like maybe kind of it is now, like thanks to Kim Kardashian. And like, I've got a big butt and I'm like, dude, girl, where were you when I needed you? Where were you and your ass when I needed you? But no, it's like, it's tits. It's not, she's got great lips. She's got this sexy walk. She's got this long, pretty hair. Nope, it's titty. And that was very hard to feel like I was locked out of. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. And look, I'm not saying girls with big boobs had it easier. Oh no, because... Tanner Toby, Tanner Toby, who was calling me bug bite breasts, was snapping the bras and going like honk honk to my girlfriends who did develop early. So like that was their own personal hell. It's just awful how disgusting men are. But I'm going to give you a tip to deal with this in a second. Hold on. say she's like Shallon when you picture big boobs you picture the ideal pair you picture literally Hollywood boobs I'm like well yeah those are the only ones I've seen you know in movies like 
yeah, I don't like walk around like taking a tit survey, you know? But as I got older, I'm like, wow, that's really true. We think that like big is just bigger is better. Bigger is better. But think of it this way. Are any of us out there really when it comes down to it, looking for the biggest dick we can find? I mean, we love a big dick, right? You know, we don't want to be a shrimp dick. We've talked before about vaginas and the ideal penis sizes on my Flays. Actually, if you want to go to flays.com and and follow me, I did uh, several videos on penis size and vaginas and how things fit together. And it's like your G-spot's only three inches in. So if you have a huge dick that like when they're in, you know, in and out, they're not hitting the G-spot. It's like it's too big. They're not getting that kind of like that spectrum, that range of motion. Guys who are maybe like five inches hit it great. And you're like, wow, this is incredible. But even if that's not true, who's like, I want this giant monster donkey cock? No. Do you want a giant monster donkey body? Are you looking for literally the largest roided out dude you can find? No, probably not. And quality guys aren't looking for giant tits either. They're not. I mean, they're not. And I have an aunt. She got her boobs done when after she had had uh, a baby, my cousin and and she, cause she went from like an A to a double D and then back down again. So it looked like two tube socks full of quarters, as she always says. <laughs> so she got implants and she's, she was single. She's a single mom. And so she had said to like the guy she was dating or like the guy she liked, like, oh yeah, like I got my boobs done. And you know what he said? And she's like, this is, I didn't just hear this from him. I heard this from a lot of guys. They would say, hmm, I'm really more of a leg man. She's like, okay, okay, great. And you know what? It's true. I ask guys, you know, because this is what I do for a living. So I always, I talk to guys. I'm like, well, tell me what you think. I do like my own informal surveys as we're laying in bed. Like, what, what would you rather have huge boobs or like a big juicy butt or legs or abs, long hair? Almost none of them have said, I just want the biggest tits I can find, especially if they're huge and fake. They're like, I'd rather have them smaller, but real. You know, they... I just kind of like the way that feels. Look, I'm not trying to slag on girls with implants. If you feel better with implants, honey, get them, whatever. You know, because you ask guys, it's like, do you want a girl with lip filler and Botox? They're all going to say no. It's like, sweetheart, you're looking at lip filler and Botox. All right, baby. I'm hot, but parts of me are man-made. So suck it up. Like, guys don't know what they want. But it just goes to show that we have conflated this and inflated this to the point of myth. Tits are sexy. No, they're not. And smaller boobs, like age, pretty good. I, I don't have under boob and my friend's like, oh my God, yeah, they're not saggy at all. I'm like, well, they don't have enough mass to sag. They're simply not, they're not heavy enough, you know? So, but hey, I hated that when I was younger. I didn't have under boob. I didn't have like the fold underneath, but now I'm like, hey, this is working out great. Okay. Sounds good. So how do you deal with, if you're younger, or, or I hate to say it, like this isn't only something that might happen when you're a teenager. How do you deal with this? You know, I tell you guys, hey, don't pay them any mind. You keep moving. Fuck those little pigeons. We're eagles. Yeah, well, do you know what happens if a group of pigeons go after an eagle? <laughs> I've actually seen it here in Montana. I have watched a bald eagle annihilate a group of crows. I mean, annihilate it. When I saw it, 
and this was the dumbest thought, but it was the only thought that popped in my mind. I'm like, Bad Eagle's got to have a gun. Bad Eagle's got a gun. And not just like a regular gun. He's got like an automatic weapon. Because he was just like, like mowing through these things. I have no idea how. I don't know if it's his beak or his talons, but he obliterated three crows in like one dive. Because they wouldn't leave him alone. I say this because, yeah, walking away, depriving people of attention, very often that is absolutely the strategy in war. But not always. When I look back on Tanner Toby, Tanner motherfucking Toby, saying that to me outside Mr. Downs' class at Vista Verde, I really really wish I had said something back to him. And it only took me, I don't know, you know, like 20 years to think of a comeback, but I finally got one. This is what you say. You look these motherfuckers straight in the eye and you're like, okay, Tanner, get your dick out. Whoa, what? Oh, I'm sorry. My resources. I don't have enough resources. Get your dick out. Get it hard also and show us your resources because if you can't get it hard here with all of us watching you might as well not even have a dick you might as well have a vagina oh tanner with the vagina let's turn your dick inside out you don't need it you can't even use it oh tanner with the pussy are you a lesbian tanner what are your pronouns does this sound offensive does this sound harsh good it's supposed to this is war this is war what do we say If someone attacks you, your response has to be so overwhelming, so insane that they are afraid to ever attack you again. And I cannot think of anything that would terrify and absolutely body a teenage boy better than telling him to show everyone his dick. What are you working with? Is it like four inches rock hard? Are we talking like two and three quarters? Oh, you too, Tyler. What? You got something to say? In fact, all of you guys get your dicks out. Because I know you guys just like sit around with each other jerking off and crying, right? Isn't that what you do? So since girls actually are going to fuck your dick and you don't fuck my boobs, right? Like, do you know how sex works? Maybe you don't know how sex works, but that's like actually you don't have sex with the boobs. You have sex with my badge, but not like you're going to. But since your dick is crucial to pleasing a woman... I want to see it. And if you won't whip it out, damn, I'm just going to assume that it's really tiny. Yikes. Is it really that small? Oh, my God. You guys, it's so small. You can't even, like, get it out. It's, like, inverted. I mean, you go for the fucking throat. You go for the throat. Because it's not going to make up for the fact that he said something horrible about your body. It's not. It's not going to close that wound. But at least you're not going to feel like a victim. I hate feeling like a victim. I would rather look like an absolute berserker war machine than a victim because it's not about how it looks to other people. Like truly saying something like that, people can be like, Jesus Christ, Caitlin, take it down a notch. I don't care. I've proved to myself that I will not be pecked at by another eagle or by a flock of fucking crows. That's not going to happen here. And I'll defend myself as I see fit. Maybe it'll get me a detention. Maybe I'll get suspended. Maybe I'll get a talking to. I don't care. I only have to answer to myself at the end of the day. And when we look at something, an extreme version of this, where men are taking liberties with our bodies and they're they're raping us, they're assaulting us, they're hitting us. Any of you guys who have been through it, who didn't report it, who didn't tell anyone, who didn't do anything, Believe me, girl, I know how that eats at you. 
It eats at me every day of my life. I get it. And if we make a decision to stand up for ourselves, and it doesn't mean you got to shoot someone in the face or even go to the cops, but come up with what is going to give you a feeling of power in a situation where someone is purposely trying to make you feel powerless. Purposely. And I believe that should be the line in the sand. This wasn't an accidental comment. This was forethought. You are not the only one they're saying this to, right? So if someone is deliberately attacking you, of course you have the right to defend yourself. Well, I don't want to look like I care. You don't care? Of course you care. You're allowed to care. It's not uncool to care. I care about almost everything, right? How I react to it is based on strategy, not my own personal feelings, but of course I care. So I think you have the right to stand up for yourself and shut these little fuck faces down. Because again, they're going to think twice before they come back at you. And they might think twice before they chirp some other girl. Because I bet you're a pretty sweet kid. I bet you're like a good girl, a high achiever, and they're not going to see this coming. They're going to be like, Oh, no. If she's going to say that, well, then what's crazy Crystal going to say? What's insane Shallon going to do? Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe this isn't actually the attention that I wanted. Maybe people pointing and laughing is not how I thought this is going to go. These dudes aren't fucking criminal masterminds. They're idiots. They're idiots. You said yourself they're dim-witted. We all know that. They don't see this shit coming. Use that to your advantage. Evil week is just around the corner. For our next question, we're going to veer out of titties. We're going to veer into money, right? This is from a chickadee who is talking about finance. She said, I broke up with my longtime boyfriend because we weren't able to reach an agreement in our finances. I come from a traditional Mexican family where the man pays for everything and my boyfriend doesn't. I guess I only hope that he would occasionally like splash out in a lavish way for me. I don't know. I come from a family where I've never been given much financial independence, and I guess I was hoping he could provide me with that freedom. I broke up with him, but now I want him back, and I'm starting to wonder if he was right, and if I just lost this incredible man that loves me, and it's all because of money. Oh, now I've talked a lot about money here because I have very strong feelings about money, and we all do. And it's it's sort of like the last frontier of things we talk about. You know, we're talking about sexuality and our bodies and blah, blah, blah. But money is still very buttoned up, especially amongst women, which is funny because, like, we talk about everything. We talk about, like, absolutely everything. One of my friends told me an extremely graphic story yesterday about waxing her boyfriend's butthole, and I did not want to hear any of it, but she just... Told me a whole thing. The rising and falling action. The, oh, all of it. I'll, I'll never be able to unhear it. Anyway, we have this issue around money. And part of it is because historically we have been denied agency over our own money. You know, we weren't allowed in business. We weren't allowed in politics. And some countries, many countries, women don't even have bank accounts. In Saudi Arabia, I don't even think you're allowed to have a bank account, right? So, of course, we're not talking about it with the same transparency because we haven't had access to it. But we got to start changing that. We got to start changing the dynamic. And, you know, it's been, I think, especially tricky for me. Ironically, you know, coming from New York, people think, oh, we're so badass. We talk money all the time. Like, not really, because it's so defining of kind of your place in society, you know, like in a small town, 
no one's super rich. And if they are, they're so rich, you, you, don't, you don't need to point out. It's like, oh, the Thompson family, the lake house. Yeah, like they're the rich ones. The rest of us, we're all kind of in the same boat. New York, it's very different. One of your friends is making half a million. The other one's making 55,000. Like you're all over the map. So if you talk about it, it can really make people feel very bad. And, you know, just, yeah. When I felt the worst about my financial situations after I talked to my friends, honestly. So it can be, it can be tricky business, but again, I digress. All right. So she, to recap, she's like, I don't know if I, if he should be paying for everything or if I just lost a great guy. Okay. So honestly, I think the answer here is someplace in the middle. I agree that men should pay. And we've spoken about this. They just should. They make more money in the same job. And I never really understood what that meant because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, some people make more money than others. No, it's for like the exact same position. Like you both work at Hollister, but he gets paid $15 an hour and you only get paid 13. And it's like, Okay. This is especially true in corporate America. One time they put my coworker's pay stub on my desk. They put everyone's like pay stub in an envelope on your desk. And I didn't realize it was his. And he was actually below me. He was a, he was junior to me. I was his boss technically. And he made more than me by only like 2000 a year, but he still made more. And I outranked him. And that's, that's what this means. Maybe. Okay. Maybe he's a better negotiator. But again, like women are denied that agency. We're taught to be polite. Ooh, be polite. Ooh, don't make waves. Make people like you. So we don't negotiate well. Studies have even shown that women negotiate better on behalf of someone else than they do for themselves. They will fight tooth and nail for their employee, their intern, their best friend, their mom. When it comes to them, they're like, oh, I don't know. Do you want me to just work out of the bathroom stall? I'm so sorry. That's fine. It doesn't even have to be the handicapped bathroom stall. Give me the small one. I don't care. I'm so sorry. Right? We're like, my best friend's a hot bitch. You give her money. So if you're trying to negotiate, pretend you're arguing for somebody else. That's a little tip. So yeah, they make more money. They're not vulnerable the way we are. I mean, physically vulnerable. Don't even fucking come and talk to me like men are. Well, men can be raped. Cool. I know that, right? You can launch a monkey into space. It doesn't mean it happens a lot. They're not, they don't live in this constant low-grade fear that women do always with our head in a swivel and they spend less to be attractive, right? Think about how much we spend on bras and tampons. Do you love buying bras? Not really. You know, like the really like good supportive ones you need to wear. No. Do you love buying tampons? No. I spend so much to look the way I do from just, and just the basics, like nails, hair, you know, waxing, just, and guys are like, well, I found this t-shirt underneath the sink. It's got a rat hole in it. And I think those are turds, but we're going to put it on for this day. She's going to suck my dick. And you're like, okay, well, thanks, Tyler. Great. Tyler is my new like fuckboy name that I like. I'm using as examples. So yes, I do believe guys should pay. They should pay for the dates. They should pay for all of what I call the dating infrastructure, you know? very, very significant that you said he hoped he could give you the financial independence you lacked from your family. No, 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 no. Him paying for things is not independence. It's enslavement with a different master. It's enslavement with a different master. Instead of answering to dad, you're going to answer to daddy now, right? 
And we can tell ourselves, well, okay, well, I'd have way more power in my relationship and way more of a say than I have in my family. Really? Why? The dynamic is the same, whether you involve sex or whether you don't, right? We always have to be financially independent on our own, on our own. Financial freedom truly is the only freedom. And without it, we're just freelance slaves, really. We're just drifting from master to master, hoping to be saved and cared for, you know? And so we're going to get taken in by people who can smell that and press on it and abuse it, right? It's, I don't know if you've ever known someone who's in a sugar baby relationship, but those dudes, like the old, gross, fat men, whatever, they're not like, I want to make love. They're like, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. I'm going to film it. You're going to do this and that. I don't care if you don't like it because they're paying for things. And this is how the world works sometimes. And it's twisted. But look, we got to walk in the light of the truth and do better so we can feel better. So... Okay, yes, it's a lot of work creating our own money and our, our own financial freedom. But I'm going to tell you something that my trophy wife friend said to me. I mean, she wouldn't describe herself as a trophy wife, but she is. She is a bird in a gilded cage. And when she met her husband, within like six months of dating, he paid off all her student loans. She got laid off from a job. He's like, I don't want you to work again. I'm going to take care of you. And he's extremely wealthy, like extremely. So she's on paper. She's got it made in the shade, right? So this is what she told me. She's like, no, I don't work or have a boss but my husband is my boss. I don't have days off though from being his wife. I don't get vacation. I don't get to clock out. I don't get to compartmentalize. And I don't get to go any higher than the position I'm in now. I'm wife and I'm always gonna be wife and that's it. And if he fires me, like he divorces me, I am so much worse off than if I had had a job. If you lose a job, you still have the experience. You're actually more valuable than when you started that job. But when you get ditched by your husband, you are less valuable to society. I mean, you're older, you're saggier. You might have kids now. You might be bitter, right? You might be accustomed to a certain echelon in life. And now, oh, you're in a one bedroom apartment with two kids and a wiener dog. Yikes. If you think working is hard, it's nothing compared to being a kept woman. And I, I have never forgotten that. I've never forgotten that because it's true. Like it's team no days off. When your husband is your boss, there is no breaks. So, you know, there you go. So I think the answer for this alligator, focus on your career and your money and then see what matters. See how incredible it's going to feel to stand in your own two feet and then analyze what you actually do want him to pay for. Maybe you're fine with him just paying for dinner and you, excuse me, are going to pay your own rent. I require a guy to pay for those infrastructure things, but it makes my skin crawl to think about a man cutting me a check for like my car payment, my house. No, no. I will sleep on a park bench before I ask a man to support me. I just, I've, I've been there. I've been down that road and it just doesn't feel good. And it's also incredibly corrosive to the relationship. I mean, that's something people don't talk about. It's, an imbalance of power. It's now hmm, one person actually can't pipe up. Now, if he says this is where we're going to dinner, this is where we're going to dinner. This is where we're living. This is the kind of couch we're having. This is how many kids we're having, blah, 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 blah. I really don't get a say. So how is that independence? Or if you're saying, hey, I want this other person to do all this work. I want him to work hard. And he just turns his money over to me. Do you think that's honestly fair? Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. No. 
Do you think it's fair if a guy would say that to you? Hey, Shallon, I know you work so hard on YouTube and you make a lot of money, but I really think it should just like be my money. So I'm just going to have everything direct deposited into my account and I'm just going to spend it. <laughs> That'll be the last thing he ever said because his job will get broke right after that. That's not appropriate. And we can't treat people in a way that is not appropriate for us to be treated. Even though dudes suck sometimes and we feel the righteousness of wanting to say that and do that, it's not healthy. It's not right. It's not good for us. And it's certainly not good for the relationship. So look, pay your own way. Pay your own way. Live authentically. If authentic to you and your finances and your financial means is a small apartment on the outskirts of town and you're driving a hoopty, you live in that life with pride. Pride. No one pays for me. I owe no one anything. I am truly free. Sometimes poverty is more freedom than being this bird in the gilded cage because you know what? It's temporary. When you decide I'm going to work hard, I'm going to level up. Oh, that feels so good. We just talked about this in the Logan Paul video, how there's, there's a beauty in the struggle. That is the destination. That is the lesson to be like, I'm creating this for myself, for myself. No one is going to take this away from me. I'm not in this relationship out of fear or desperation. I'm here because I want to be. And hey, if you're not treating me right, bye. I don't need you. I can want you, but that's a completely different ballgame. So get your money in order, make that your priority, and then go back to him. Because look, you might have some explaining to do and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I expected you to be the vehicle to get me into this other echelon of life and to fulfill my dreams. That's not your job. Your job is to love me and support me in an emotional way. And I believe your job is to pay for the dates. And we can renegotiate. You know, we're negotiating this now. It's not to pay my rent. And I'm sorry. Maybe I thought that. But I realize now I didn't have enough confidence in myself to believe that I could get that for myself. But now I do. And now I'm a better person. And now we can come back together and take another look at the duties in the relationship. Because dating, ah, not 50-50, 100-100. And if financial freedom is the main freedom, that has to be our priority. When we get that in order, truly we can date so much smarter. And these things tie into hot girl summer because like I said, to go into hot girl summer for me, as I'm experiencing it now, it's, I don't need anything from anyone and I am not bothered by anything. I'm accepting my body. I'm accepting being single. I am paying for things. I am creating my own reality. I am not waiting for anyone, whether it's society to tell me I'm hot or a dude to pay for my vacation. I am waiting for nothing. I am the architect of my success. I am the architect of my happiness. Anyone else who comes along can be a compliment, not a completion. I want you guys to come back next week. We're going to be talking about more stuff. And like I said, follow me on Flays. We're going to be teeing up Evil Week in just a few days. Stay hot, Shalligators. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.